Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to do a new show. I'm going to review a, a serious XM show called Weight Wednesday with Jenny Hutt. Uh, But before we get into that, just a little personal update. I am feeling much more balanced this week. I I did a ton of meal prepping over the weekend and on Monday. So I, I had been craving this Thai crunch salad that I saw on this Instagram page, Healthy with Chelsea. And it's, I made it a long time ago and I was, you know, it, it's a lot of work and I think that's why, I mean, that's that's what I came to as, as far as like while I was in the process of, of prepping all the vegetables, I was like, okay, this is why I haven't made this forever. It's like, it's so much work. I mean, the, the dressing is delicious. I did put a little bit too, I, I reconstituted PB2, which is like a powder substitute for peanut butter. It's a lot lighter. Um, so I put a little bit too much water in it. So the dressing was a little bit watery, but it was it was still delicious. I just have to add a little bit more salt to it when I when I put it on my salad. Uh, but it has serrano, it has ginger, it has garlic and peanut butter and soy sauce and orange juice and fresh lime juice, and it's it's so flavorful and very spicy because I left a lot of the serrano seeds, and then I planted some seeds in my garden. So I'm going to grow some serrano peppers. Um, and then the ingredients in the salad, and I'm really big on a perfectly chopped salad. Like all the vegetables have to be perfectly chopped. And this one called for some julienning. Now I bought this julienne tool and it's actually great. So um, so I julienned the cucumber, I julienned the, the carrots. I finely chopped into like matchsticks the red pepper And then I chopped up the broccoli, I chopped some red cabbage, um, some scallion, I made ramen noodles on the side because it has some ramen noodles in it, and and then I chopped some raw cashews, but oh my god, it was like so much work, and I literally almost chopped my finger off. I like, I don't have like perfect kitchen, like I'm not a chef, so I don't have like perfect knife knife skills. And the way that I chop, it's it's a little scary. And I I thought I literally thought I was gonna have to go to the hospital. I'm like, oh my god, please, please. I was like afraid to look at it. Because I did recently slice my um my wrist open when I broke a glass. Yes, I'm very, very clumsy. Um, and I did have to go to the hospital for that. Like I had to get stitches and now I have like nerve damage in my hand. Yeah, I'm 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 I've got it together here, clearly. Uh, but anyway, so luckily I just sliced off like a lot of my nail and just cut just into the top of the finger. So it's fine. It's salvage. I just put a bandaid on it. Didn't have to go to the hospital. Thank God. All right. So, so that, so I just had my first salad tonight and it was delicious. I ended up going out for dinner last night. Um, I had a business meeting, so I didn't get to eat it last night. And I made a double batch of everything. So I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be really sick of this salad by the end of the week, but I'm determined to eat most of it. Anyway, so, and I've been working out a lot, so I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm definitely feeling better. Last week I was just a disaster. Um, but yeah, this week is, is, is definitely much more balanced. 
All right, so let's get into Weight Wednesday with Jenny Hutt. Now, I started following Jenny uh, on Instagram. I, I was trying to figure out, like, you know, I started this Instagram page for this podcast, and I'm like, all right, who are the kind of weight loss influencers, if you will, that are out there? And I just kind of like racked my brain at, you know, who I would want to follow and who talks about weight loss and diet culture and all this stuff. So I did remember from, you know, because I used to listen to Sirius XM all the time when I was like such a Howard Stern stan. And um, and I still like Howard Stern. I it just, I'm not into him as much. I, I definitely listen to m- much more like my podcast app. Um, but I did remember that occasionally I would tune into Jenny's show and she, she was, she quite often would talk about wanting to lose weight or losing weight or, you know, these types of topics. So I started following her on Instagram and realized that basically her posts, every post consists of like what I eat in a day to maintain a 70 pound weight loss. And so, and, and she, you know, she eats, she eats a lot of pineapple. She eats this thing called nibble bread that she loves. Um, she eats a lot of like, she eats like cottage cheese. So she's not, you know, she eats, she's definitely portion control. She, she talks about when she's feeling extra hungry because of stress. And, you know, she just lays out her day of eating and also getting in her 10,000 steps. And, and so she is, so, so then I, I was like, let me go listen to her show. And, um, and I realized when I, when I went to the Sirius XM app that she had the show specifically called Weight Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, amazing. I got to listen to one of these. So I tuned in and, you know, it started out, I'm going to, I'm going to skip over some of the parts and, and be very brief. It's a long show. It's like an hour and a half. So, um, you know, they start out just kind of, you know, it was, it was actually the weight, the last weight Wednesday happened on like June 1st. So they were like, they got on and she was asking her producer, like, so have you wrecked the month yet? And I, what that meant was like, have you basically like fallen off track and eaten crap or junk is, is basically what she was inferring. And it was the first day of the month. So Katie was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> it's the first day. Um, but Jenny just started talking about how her dog was throwing up all night. And I will say briefly on this, there's no worse sound than hearing your dog about to throw up. I mean, I don't have children, so I would imagine children is probably worse. But, um, you know, you're exhausted. You do The last thing you want to do is get up and clean up puke. Now, I'm a fairly lazy human being, so... If my dog starts puking, I mostly will let it go and I'll try to like throw them on to like some sort of surface that, you know, is not a rug, <clears throat> but usually I, I can't get there in time. So anyway, so she, she actually like got up, vacuumed, threw stuff in the laundry. I mean, she, she really went to town and this dog got repeatedly sick. So good for her. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I skipped kind of down until she started talking about, uh, you know, She's talking about how she got her steps in. She's got this protein cookie dough that she really loves. And the show started out with her talking about how her daughter was coming into town. And, you know, she's planned out her days. And and her daughter talked about, you know, wanting this very specific green goddess dressing that she makes. And, you know, she she said that, you know, she's been really exhausted lately. (coughs) Excuse me. And... Uh, you know, when she's exhausted, she wants pizza and chips and her husband tried to give her some potato chips. She's like, no, do not offer me those. I do not want to eat those. 
But um, but it sounds like she's a good mom. She uh, you know, she she makes her daughter's favorite foods when when her daughter comes home from college. My mom's the same way. I love that about my mom. My mom feeds me so well when I go home. She makes all the, my favorite food. She cooks all these great meals for me. It's so nice going home to see my mom. Uh, so it sounds like Jenny has a similar situation with her daughter. And, you know, she started talking about, um, you know, that she posts a lot about, you know, about herself and her journey to focus so that she does stay focused on her weight. And she said that at 52 years old, she feels like it's a losing battle sometimes, but she does what's right for her. And she struggles. Like she's very honest with her struggle sometimes. And, you know, Jenny's a, a, a decade older than me. And, uh, you know, the, the podcast that I review quite a bit, Diet Starts Tomorrow, those girls are probably a decade younger than me or even younger. Uh, and so I, I think it's part of what I wanted this podcast to be is kind of this juxtaposition of, you know, Jenny, where as we go through this review, you'll see she's she is very immersed in diet culture and, and unapologetically so, you know, she is big on maintaining her weight loss that she she's achieved and diet starts tomorrow. You know, those girls are much more focused on intuitive eating and body acceptance and and you know, if you gain weight, being okay with that and being okay with your body at a, at a larger size and, you know, go buy new clothes to fit, to fit your new size. Like, you know, be comfortable with, with, with a larger body is basically it. And Jenny, um, you know, Jenny disagrees with that. She, a big focus on this, uh, show was, you know, people are apparently people have been like messaging her on Instagram, telling her that it's wrong for her to be conscious about her weight. And she totally vehemently disagrees with that. She's like, this is for my mental, mental well-being. I know where my, where, where my body should be. I know the size that's right for me. And it affects my mental health if I'm not there. And so, you know, for many reasons, she, she does put a large focus on maintaining her weight. And she was going on about how sick she is of these really thin registered dietitians on Instagram telling people that they shouldn't care about their size and that weight doesn't matter and that it's that they're being fat phobic. And she's like, I don't relate to that. She's like, you know, she has she's like she has a cynical side where, you know, she believes that the RDs that are saying, you know, go eat ice cream, go eat burgers. It's okay. You know, she thinks that some of them are, could be potentially recovering from an eating disorder. And she's like, and that's the way that you should be speaking to somebody with an eating disorder, you know, not having them be so conscious of every single little thing that they put in their mouths, but, but, you know, being okay with food in general. And she said, you know, that is a principle of recovery and she's like, and those registered dietitians, that's great that they that they want to talk to that specific niche. But for me, that's not going to work. You know, for her, she's like, I'm the opposite. She's been 70 pounds higher. So she's like, so eating anything, you know, eating, being okay with this processed junk, like these RDs are telling her, she's like, that won't work for her. You know, she's had the disease of obesity and it's opposite of, say, somebody struggling with, you know, an eating disorder like anorexia. And so apparently somebody commented that, 
um, I guess they reached out to her on Instagram and said that they had tried intuitive eating, they'd ended up gaining 50 pounds and they were just, they were really upset with, with it. And they were apparently seeing a registered dietitian that was trying to kind of teach them that intuitive journey. And the RD, the registered dietitian that, that they were with said that, that because she was upset about this 50 pound weight gain, she said that it's fat phobic to be upset. And Jenny was like, that is so ridiculous. People, she's like, if, if people, people need to be okay with being upset if they gain 50 pounds. She's like, it's not fat phobic. She said that we in the society are so overcorrected and that this anti-diet movement is completely overdone and extreme. She's like, all people that want to lose weight, it's not disordered eating. She said, it's, there are, there's, there's a segment of our population that wants to maintain or lose weight for overall health or to feel better. Um, and so this, this woman, Marcy, she called in and apparently, and she's, um, she said she's 45 years old and she had gone through treatment for binge eating and that she was doing well now. But she said that when she did get treatment, they did focus on the relationship with food. And she was taught that you know, if you're blocked by good food versus bad food, then you can't actually heal from those issues. And she said, you know, she thinks about what she wants, um, you know, because of the physiological response or actually, I think that was Jenny that said that, that, that said she, when she, what she thinks about when she's about to put food into her mouth is her physiological response. I think Jenny was responding to the idea of good food versus bad food. Like Jenny is not like saying that's bad food, that's good food, but more like if I eat too much of this food, this pizza or whatever it is, that is physiologically going to make me gain weight, which will negatively affect my mental health. And I, I think that that's good. I mean, I think that that kind of relates back to like, the intuitive eating movement where, you know, some restriction is good, or maybe that's not the intuitive diet movement, but more like, you know, listening to your body and saying, you know, this, this type of food hurts my stomach. So I'm not going to eat that because of that physiological response. So I think what Jenny was trying to get back to is like, this is because I know how my body responds to this. It's not, I'm labeling food good or bad. Um, and she just thinks it's wrong to tell someone that they can't care. Um, and that, you know, for her, she gets mentally unwell if she doesn't fit into her genes, whereas other people might get mentally unwell by being told they shouldn't eat that cookie, you know? So Jenny is very big on saying, look, this is what works for me. And you registered dietitian can't tell me that I can't, that it's not okay for me to be focused on my weight. And I think, you know, this, this Marcy person that, that, that called in was, was very wise. You know, she, uh, I think she kind of saw all sides of it. Um, but you know, Jenny was talking about, you know, that she grew up in the Kate Moss era and that, you know, she was ingrained with this image of what pretty was. And that was this wafy heroin chic type supermodel, you know, and I, I still use Kate Moss as that example. I mean, Jenny is a decade older than me, but you know, Kate Moss was what, you know, she was in her teens when she started modeling. She was probably in her twenties and still going strong when I was, was in, you know, in that, in that era where 
women's weight starts getting talked about and you're looking at these glamour magazines and they're, you know, telling you how to lose 10 pounds and please your man and you know all that bullshit that we've all been ingrained with as women. Uh, but anyway, so she then, then started going on into the overcorrection of caring about your weight uh, and, and how the, the, the other extreme is happening where you, you know, rather than being so obsessed with diet and, and being thin, then, then now we're, we're being taught to not care, to, you know, allow ourselves to gain 50 pounds and, and, and we're supposed to be comfortable in that. And that, you know, both, both extremes are bad. And, you know, she talked about the feeds of RDs that are just telling people to eat whatever, you know, ice cream. And, and I've seen some of these pages. Uh, there was one that I was following that there was actually a lot of backlash on her, her page because she, I think it was like, she ate some, some like processed piece of candy and like all these people were going on about the toxic oils and how, you know, uh, you know, the, there's certain chemicals in that, in that candy that are, you know, that people shouldn't be taught that that's okay. And so, you know, th that's, again, this is what this podcast is about, these extremes. So, um, I actually do think that, I mean, I follow the 80, 20 rule as, as often as I can, where 80% of the time I am, you know, eating my Thai crunch salad <laughs> and, you know, 20% of the time, you know, I probably like, I'm going to go eat some of those brownies later, or, you know, I'm going to eat some chip potato chips a little bit later, but I ate, you know, really whole foods and, and healthy. So I do think that people, you, it should be normalized that, you know, if you have some cookies or you have some of these things, you know, it's not the end of the world. And actually Jenny talks about that too. I mean, on her you know, it's not like she's eating salads every day on her Instagram. Like sometimes she'll have, you know, cereal for dinner or she'll, you know, have a box of Girl Scout cookies and she won't eat the whole box maybe, but <clears throat> she might say, I replaced my dinner with these. And so again, not exactly teaching like, you know, this well-balanced way of eating, but it's super, super authentic and it's real and it's what we all do sometimes. So like sometimes you eat ice cream for dinner and it's like, okay, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, those aren't the nights that I feel at my best. I don't sit there beating myself up over it for five hours. Like some people do. And, and I think that <clears throat> that's really what we're trying to change is like, just move on. Like that's not the ideal way that you want to eat forever, but you know, if you do it, in a couple times a week, it's not going to kill you. And, <clears throat> and it's okay to want to get back to whole food eating the next day. So, so anyway, um, Jenny kind of went into this diatribe of, of what fat phobic really is. She's like, fat phobic is judging other people for being at a certain size and not liking them because of that or judging them for being at a certain size. <clears throat> like you shouldn't be eating that burger or like, you know, or, or, oh, like that's why you're, you're that size. So I think she was trying to say like people that want to just lose some weight, that doesn't mean you're fat phobic. It's, it's when you're spewing hate towards other people and, and throwing judgment at them. And she, you know, she continued to go on about, you know, this is, you know, you got to know what's right for you. You shouldn't let anybody tell you how you should feel about your body. 
And, and, and that's the thing though, humans in our society look towards others for approval. Like that's how, you know, we're taught at a young age to look at our, our facial, to look at our parents' facial expressions. And, you know, we read people's facial expressions to see how we should act towards them to get the best outcome for us. So I I think it's, it's impossible to not care completely about what people think about you. And, and, and we're all looking I think we're a lot of us are trying to live our best lives, you know, and trying to live a, f- a life that's fulfilled and also trying to leave, live a healthy life and feel good going throughout our day. So I do agree with Jenny and that you do need to find what's right for you. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that I mean, again, one of the reasons I started this podcast is I love talking about this shit. But if I talk too much about <clears throat> this in my everyday life, I'm like, Oh, you know, I ate, I ate like a whole pan of brownies last night, but you know, I, I worked out this morning, you know, people think I am disordered and maybe I have a little bit of disorder in me. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm fairly balanced, but you know, I grew up in this diet culture era. So I'm sure some of the things that I say occasionally are problematic, but you know, people will be like, Oh no, you look great. Are you crazy? You know, and it's not that I'm fishing for compliments. It's just, I like to talk about these topics. So, and I agree with Jenny that nobody should tell you how to feel about yourself. If, if you want to lose some weight for your own comfort, do it. Um, <clears throat> then they started talking about how there's this new diabetic weight loss drug on the market. It's called like Zembic or something. I, I couldn't, but it's supposed to lower like blood sugar and, um, and how this pharmaceutical company is like completely, it's like, it's sold out because now everybody with type two diabetes is like, pining after this weight loss drug because apparently like a large percentage of people ended up losing weight throughout the trials. Um, so anyway, so the, this, now this pharmaceutical company are, of course, are making like ver different versions of it specifically for weight loss. Um, because, you know, obviously the main drug was for diabetics, but it sounds like they're going to pivot this into a weight loss drug. So, uh, I am not recommending this. I who knows what the side effects of this drug are. We all know what fenfen did to pe- some people's hearts. Um, I did a podcast about that in the past, but <clears throat> this is apparently a new drug on the market. And she's like, now people in LA are trying to get this regardless if they qualify and paying thirteen hundred dollars a month. Um, and now there's a shortage, and I think it's like some injection o- Ozempic. I don't know. I, 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 it's this. There's all these crazy names for these drugs, but, but, you know, that's what pharmaceutical companies do is they, they, you know, they, they, I mean, they have to spend a lot of money in R and D. I do get that. Um, but once they find something that people need or want, they charge astronomical fees. So apparently this drug is extremely expensive. Um, but anyway, so then she talked, she went over a few scientific studies she read them really fast and she was reading this very complicated information. So I just really picked out the highlights. And so here you go. Um, so then there was a study about the best time to work out. And the question was if there's, if you burn more belly fat, if you work out in the morning than the evening and there, and apparently through this study, they did see that there was no change in weight loss through exercise, no matter where, um, what, what time of day you did it, it didn't significantly change the participant's weight. And she said, 
You know, so apparently she always says, well, Jenny always says, I guess, exercise doesn't help you lose weight. She said it's mainly about, you know, exercising during any time in your life is mainly more about cardio, overall heart health, um, you know, fat loss, uh, you know, bone density, um, you know, improving brain chemistry, changes in your body composition, you know, meaning having more fat, I'm sorry, having more muscle than fat, certainly. Um, and, and I do understand this. I mean, obviously there's a lot of reasons to work out for overall fitness for, and, and I, I personally use fitness to maintain weight, you know, to, to keep a a weight that I am happy at and, and to be able to eat whatever I want, basically within reason. And so, um, so I, I, I like it for weight, not necessarily weight loss, but weight maintenance. And, and apparently the study kind of proved that, that it's not, exercise is not going to necessarily help you lose weight, but it will improve your overall health, improve your, the, the amount of good fat to bad fat that you have, or lessen the, the visceral fat that you have. Um, but and I, you know, and, and again, when I was in the weight loss industry, we very much focused on calories in, calories out. And it wasn't calorie counting. It was food groups, like eating from, eating fruits, vegetables, proteins, carbs, or starches, fats, you know, high protein, lower carb, but still very, very well balanced portion control, that type of thing. And and we didn't discourage weight loss, uh, exercise, but we we did discourage really intense exercise because it it would throw off weight loss and that was people were coming in to see the numbers go down on the scale and that was what they were paying a lot of money for so that's what we were trying to get them and certainly <clears throat> you know your body as it adjusts to to the muscle that you're gaining and your body composition changing you know it could affect seeing those numbers go down and Again, I don't think that anybody should use the scale as their sole source of achievement when you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle and a healthier journey. Um, I do think that getting exercise in when you are on a weight loss program can help you want to stay on track and not want to eat, uh, you know, because obviously weight loss does take consistency and, you know, and, and so... You know, if you tend to go off track over the weekends and drink a ton and eat a ton of fried food and stuff that throws off the weight loss that you've had during the week, you know, the weekends might be that time where you get a ton of working out in so that it it motivates you to choose healthier, to eat a little bit lighter, to stay on, you know, said plan uh, if if that is your goal. So I do think that exercise can also be utilized for that mental game in weight loss as well. That's my opinion. Um, but I, the overall difference between, it, uh, overall outcome in this study was that, uh, you know, they did look at, you know, the differences in working out in the morning and working out in the evening. And there were some differences in terms of what people achieve for health outcomes, but nothing too, too major. And both of the hosts, both Jenny and her producer, sorry, that's not a host, it's a producer, uh, shared that they they get, like Jenny will get her steps in early and later. I mean, she does 10,000 steps. That's that's a lot. I don't, I don't know if any of you have tried to do 10,000 steps. 
I have tried to do 10,000 steps on a treadmill and I'm like, oh my God, am I done yet? I am like a less is more type of girl. 20 minutes, get me in, get me out, I'm done. Anyway, so then there was another study that she talked about, which was a, you know, a, a study looking at eating plants and whether childhood obesity increased um, the risk of cardiovascular uh, disease later in life. And uh, the study was looking at like looking at a couple of three different healthy eating plans. One was mostly vegetarian. One was more Mediterranean that incorporate incorporated like, you know, some more fish and, and some of those healthy oils or healthy fats. And then there was the diet from the American Heart Association, which um, which was also, you know, well-balanced and, and, and a healthy diet, but had, I think, more like lean meats and maybe some 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 lean dairy or something in it. So <clears throat> anyway, but all three did prove that they work to lower cardiovascular risk. And, and, and that's what she, you know, she was like, diets work if you follow them. You know, she's like, you may bounce back, you may need medication, but if you follow a diet, for a lot of people, it does work. Now, I know somebody that would disagree with that, but um, I... I, I, I mean, if, if a diet works for you, if, if you can, if you can stick to it, <clears throat> you know, that's always the challenge, right? Like I, like a diet, like an Atkins diet would never work for me because I can't eat so much animal meat and just animal meat. <laughs> like I just can't do it. So, you know, for a diet to succeed, you do have to be able to stay on it, you know, consistently. And then they talked about another study that looked at the diet that, um, the role that diet plays in ADHD symptoms in kids. And apparently they looked at um, a child's diet over 90 days and they did find that the kids who ate more fruits and vegetables had less ADHD symptoms. And, um, you know, they don't need to be on keto, you know, and, and something extreme like that. But um, they did say that if, if, if children are eating more fruits and vegetables, they're more likely to have increased attention span and less uh, ADHD symptoms. So, so there's that. Who knew fruits and vegetables are good for you? What a study. How, how groundbreaking. Anyway, um, so then apparently this creeper Marcus walks in. I don't know who this person is because I just started listening to the show. Apparently he's some sort of like manager, but they were warning their, their newest, uh, probably intern that apparently there's a predator around. <laughs> anyway, I think they were joking. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so then, then they launched into a topic of is summer, is getting a summer body a thing? And <clears throat> the assistant or not assistant, but her, her producer was like, uh, She's like, I mean, I don't want it to be, but, you know, in the summer you're wearing less. So you do feel like you need to have a summer body. And Jenny was like, the spring kills me because she's like, it's this in-between season where, you know, she is, has maybe she's let herself gain some weight over the winter and then she, you know, summer's or spring's coming and it's getting warmer, but she's not fully prepared yet. And she said, um, so she gets hot at, at times when she's not ready to wear less clothes. Um, but she was basically asking, you know, how do you feel about all that, that noise? You know, how do you, how do you kind of mentally prepare 
for all of the media attention around, you know, losing weight for summer and getting that summer body and losing 10 pounds in, in, you know, 10 day type of, you know, attention getters on magazine covers to make you buy them. And she, you know, she was just asking her assistant, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you have self-care during those times? You know, is your inner voice attracted to that? Or is your inner voice saying, this is not good for me. I need to turn away. She's like, you know, cause for some people it really triggers them, especially if they've had like eating disorders or something like that. And, um, and then she kind of went off into this, uh, this this kind of tangent which talked about you know no one can tell you that you have an eating disorder and um and i i think she went into this tangent because she was feeling attacked by some people on instagram and and i think it's again because she posts about her 70 pound weight loss and what she eats in a day people apparently were telling her she had an eating disorder so um, she's like, no one can tell me that. So it was, it was just kind of funny because she like totally went on this tangent. But anyway, so then this caller called in. This one was 65 years old. So she works out every day. She's like, but this time of year, she gets that feeling that she needs to, you know, she needs to be concerned with her body and how it looks. And, and you know, Jenny was like, yeah, you know, she's like, she, she kind of put, well, words into this woman's mouth. Um, you know, you know, every little thing that you do, you know, makes you feel better. Um, but you know, then she started getting back into focusing more on, you know, not, not, not losing weight or being really focused about diet and fitness for weight loss, but more focusing on, on mental health and menopause and the hormonal fluctuations that can happen and how you tend to get really bloated and retain a lot of water. And, you know, she doesn't feel like herself. And the caller agreed with that. She's like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm up four pounds. Sometimes I'm down four pounds. You know, the next day those are gone. And then Jenny talked about, you know, how she has noticed that herself and just how she can tell when she's retaining water. And and she does describe being obsessed with the scale. Now, a lot, a lot of people will think that this is disordered. I like to get on the scale. I, I also, there's been years that I have never, have not had a scale around me. And there's been years that I have had a scale around me. And, you know, when I don't have a scale, I don't go out and buy one. You know, I, I just, I don't weigh myself. And I, I wish I had a scale during those times, but I've never like sought out a scale Um, my dad used to have one. So I do remember getting on, I remember being at my heaviest weight and getting on my dad's scale. And, um, and then we have two scales here that were my boyfriends before we got together. And so I like to get on those scales too. I don't know. I, some people are scale people and some people are not. I am a scale person. Um, and you know, the caller was saying that she, you know, they, the people say that you shouldn't weigh yourself all the time. And, um, but Jenny was kind of like, but if you weigh yourself all the time, you actually have a lot of data points and you learn more about your body and how it fluctuates and how it gains and how it loses. And she's like, you know, if I go below a certain number, I get obsessed, I get obsessive brain. And, and, you know, even though people, you know, and, and even if she, she said, if I go below a certain number, she tends to get obsessive. And she's like, even though people will comment, compliment her, she says she knows she's better four pounds higher. And, and look, 
this whole conversation about four pounds up, four pounds down, getting on the scale. I mean, it's, if if the diet starts tomorrow, girls were listening, they'd be like, this is such an, a disordered eating conversation between women that grew up deep in diet culture and the patriarchy. And, and they'd be right. I mean, and, and I love this conversation. I mean, I, you know, I, I am between those two worlds and more heavily because I am 42 on, on Jenny's side where I, I do like to talk about this stuff. I know it's not, you're not supposed to, but I like it. Um, the caller said that she, oh, and this, this conversation reminded me of, of Chelsea Handler and Chelsea's a little bit older than me. She's like right in between, she's like 46. And so she's right in between, you know, Jenny's age and my age. And Chelsea, Chelsea talked about one time how she would get on the scale like six times in a day to make sure she hadn't gained weight. So, and, and I, I don't, I, I don't know what Chelsea would say if, if you asked her if she thinks that that's disordered. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious how she'd answer that question. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, Jenny talked about how, you know, some people can get on the scale and some people can't, but it works for her. And she's very unapologetic about that. And she said, just because you weigh yourself does not mean you're disordered. Um, now, I did put not true there, <laughs> but, I, but I agree with that. I don't I don't think just because you like to weigh yourself means you have a disorder. Um, I think I I think I. I think I uh, put an exclamation point there because she was vehement in this point. Uh, but anyway, she said that, you know, for someone with a metabolic issue, you know, they might need to lose weight for health. Some people have weight loss as an intentional goal, but, you know, that doesn't mean that they're anorexic, anorexic or bulimic. You know, she's like, you know, don't get bullied by people who shame you either way. You know, she's like diet culture telling you to be skinny or someone telling you to eat ice cream all the time, both extremes are wrong we all have to do you know what's right for ourselves so you know that was her very strong point throughout this whole thing and and then the next person that she had on was Vanessa Rossetti from Kulina Health now I have done another podcast where uh, Vanessa was on Diet Starts Tomorrow and Vanessa's great it looks like I don't know if I'm saying it right, Hulina Health. It's it, it seems like it's a so it's a it's a registered dietitian company for accessible access to to nutrition help uh, to registered dietitians and and they take insurance and that's the big thing right like a lot of these registered dietitians are private pay and they don't take insurance and it and sorry. Kalina Health had just raised like 4.5 million in order to help, you know, registered dietitians be more accessible to anyone that needs them and, and they take insurance. So, so Vanessa's, I, and I really like this company and I really like the messages that they put out. I know that they've uh, gone on there and, and, you know, I, I, they definitely talked about intuitive eating, but I, I also think that think, and I'm not positive about this, but I think uh, one of the hosts from Betches is working with Vanessa as as a registered dietitian to potentially lose some weight. I'm not positive about that, but I think she did say she's seeing a registered dietitian again. Um, but anyway, I, I think, you know, I think the old school way of thinking is that 
people were always going to nutritionists or dietitians to lose weight. Now I think people are going for many different reasons. I think people are going for disordered eating. I think people are going for anorexia and bulimia. They're going for eating disorders. They're going for, you know, to change their relationship with food. They're going, and of course, some people are going because they're diabetic or going because they want to have the weight loss surgery or there's so many different reasons. Um, but, uh, but they did get on the topic of, uh, you know, <laughs> well, it sounds like they, they talked a good amount offline and I think they have a friend, friendly relationship. Um, but Jenny kind of launched into talking about the skinny RDs that are telling her not to care about weight loss and, and that some people need to lose weight for their health. And, you know, Jenny was, was a little bit talking at her a little bit. Like she didn't ask Vanessa questions. It was almost like she kind of knew the answers already because they had talked offline. And it, it was like she almost like just didn't form what what the conversation was going to be about into questions. So it was it was a little bit awkward. Jenny, Jenny came across as... Uh, and I say this with love. Like I, I love Jenny and I think she's hilarious. Um, I think... And for any Jenny fans out there, please, please DM me on Instagram and tell me your opinion of this. The impression that I got was that, was that Vanessa was trying to like meet Jenny's energy level and like trying to almost like figure out how to be pleasing in this interview to what Jenny wanted. And this is, this is, this is like a sales technique. I mean, this is what everybody does that, you know, Anybody interviewing another person or being interviewed, you want to have a good chemistry with with the person that's across from you, you know, whether that's a counseling situation or whatever. But especially if you're a guest on a podcast, um, I just felt like Vanessa was trying to come across in a way that would be pleasing to Jenny, but it came off as a little bit inauthentic to who she is. I don't know. It just, it was a little bit of a weird interview, Um, but you know, Jenny was was pushing forth her point about the skinny RDs and how, you know, it should be okay for her to want to lose weight. <clears throat> Vanessa agreed. She said, look, it's very personal. Everyone's goals are very personal to them. And that's okay. She's like, she's like one influence, influencer said, you know, I'm not getting, I, apparently there was a, maybe a, a, an RD or some sort of influencer online that said she's not getting a master's in nutrition because she didn't see the value in it anymore. And she's like, she's not sure who she's taught. She's, she's like, I don't know who would say that um, because, you know, people now call her and say, I do want to lose. Um, sorry, that didn't make sense. But I, I, my notes are on this section are a little bit weird because it was such a weird interview. Um, but she did talk about how, uh, how, someone had come up to her when she was at a soul cycle class and said that Kalina health had changed her life, you know, and that she'd almost gotten charged, uh, you know, at a, at a dietitian's office that only took private pay, but it was like Kalina health that had, you know, saved her from wasting all this money and improved her health and helped her achieve the goals that she was working on. So she was, yeah, that was a really proud moment to her. And it's, it is always wonderful when someone is a fan of the work that you do and comes up and shares that with you. Um, but Jenny just talked about how, you know, 
weight loss and, and, and wanting to lose weight is now so stigmatized and that people need to do what's right for their body. And she, you know, she knows herself that she can't eat a bean burrito every day. You know, it will screw her up. And, you know, look, Jenny definitely says some of these things that are steeped in diet culture, right? But, and, but I, you know, I, so I hear it because I'm, I've been listening to like diet starts tomorrow so much. So I'm ingrained with these what they would call like this just like disordered eating or good food and bad food because you know it's almost inferring that Jenny is saying that the bean burrito is something that she thinks is so delicious that she'd love to have every day but she can't because it would make her gain weight or it would cause her to be mentally unwell because of the physiological effect it would have on her right and and what she's saying is that yeah she can't eat the bean burrito every day even though she'd like to because it'll make her gain weight so I mean that's That's no different than me not wanting to eat, you know, heavy Chinese food every day. I mean, I've talked about it many times. Like every day I'd love to eat donuts, but I don't because I know overall it will also make me gain a lot of weight, be uncomfortable in my own skin, mentally affect me because I do feel better when I'm eating whole food. So it's different ways of ways of phrasing the same shit right? Like Aileen is, is, you know, when she talks about her non-scale wins, she's proud that she's putting together whole well-balanced meals that have a rice vegetable and a protein or a carb, a vegetable and a protein. So what she's saying there is she feels really good when she's eating whole, whole nutritious foods. And that's okay. You know, she's not saying I eat this because it helps me lose weight or I, I eat this because it, it's, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to make me gain a ton of weight like that. You know, she's out of that way of thinking, but she is in a way of thinking of this nourishes my body. This makes me feel at my best. And that's why I'm choosing to eat like this. So I I, I do think it kind of gets to the same point in, in some respects, but I think that uh, there's a more socially appropriate way of phrasing it these days. So that's that's what I'm picking up on. Um, and look, and I do think that what's, what some, some of the things that Jenny says is coming from a, a more disordered eating place. I mean, I, 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 there's some things that she says that are, but again, I... It's hard to say that, 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 it, that it's disordered because, and that's what Jenny is fighting against through this whole thing is that it's not disordered what she thinks. She's, she, she's saying proudly, it's okay that I think about, you know, heavier foods versus lighter foods and, and the way that it will affect my body. And I do agree with that. So I, I guess I shouldn't say that some of the things that she says um, is coming off as disordered. I guess what I, what the way that I should say that is some of the things that she says in today's society would be viewed as problematic, but I also agree with her that what she's doing for her own mental state is absolutely her prerogative and what she should do. So anywho, then Vanessa talked about, um, so, yeah, Vanessa was just like, yeah, she's like, everyone can do what they want to do. It's, it's like, do what you do, what do you, right? And so Jenny talked about, you know, so what is the best way to lose weight when calorie counting isn't good anymore? Um, and I personally, I'm not a calorie counter. Like I hate 
I've tried it before and it actually sends me into a spiral. So I, I can't count calories. Um, Vanessa talked about how instead of counting calories, she tries to have people focus on more like the makeup of the plate. You know, are there vegetables and fruits? Look at the plate. You know, no restricting. You know, try to be, you know, some people are being too casual about it. Um, you know, she talked about, she, and this is what I was talking about where she she kind of tried to match Jenny's energy. She was almost kind of making fun of one of her own clients that talked about how she was going to Grandma's Street Tavern and was really nervous about what she was going to eat and and about the idea of having to weigh her food. And she's like, she's like, girl, she's like, you know, she's like, she's like, don't go and think about weighing your food. She's like, you know, weigh your food a couple times so you know what six ounces is, but don't go there all anxious about, you know, measuring your foods. Go and enjoy yourself. Practice these things, you know, in your everyday life so that when you are going out to dinner, you already know a rough estimate of what this size looks like. And and again, I don't think that Vanessa meant to like make fun of her client. I think, again, she, I think she was just trying to like match Jenny's energy. And Jenner, Jenny was kind of tearing down some of these like RDs that were, that were too focused on, on eat whatever. So I don't know. It was, it, again, I think that Vanessa was trying to match Jenny's energy and get on kind of like a friendship level with her because she was also like, you know, you know, swearing through the, the interview. And again, I like, I drop F-bombs. I, I swear, but I, I, I just don't, I don't think that she came off as the way that she ideally would have wanted to. I think that I think the interview was just off. I can't, I don't think I can say that more than I've already said it. Anyway, um, so Jenny talked about being triggered by counting calories or how people shouldn't be triggered by counting calories. She talk, launched into a tirade of calories, protein, cookie dough, knowing exactly what goes in. And, you know, now somebody did comment on one of Jenny's posts. I I, I read one of the comments that was made. It was like, you know, what about vegetables? Because when you see what Jenny posts on her Instagram for her food intake during the day, she she doesn't eat many vegetables. And um, and she's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because everybody's like vegetable crazy these days. And Jenny's like, no, this is what works for me. I'm going to eat my cottage cheese. I'm going to eat my pineapple. I'm going to eat my cereal. I'm going to eat my... And she has, like, she has a decent variety. I mean, there's definitely some things. She eats these like sumo oranges. But... um. I don't know. She just kind of, you know, spiraled into this tirade of like eating, counting calories and, and, and this, this, you know, cookie dough that she loves. And, you know, Vanessa was talking about how, you know, macros are important. And, um, you know, Jenny was, was talking about what is this calorie thing? Like 1300 calories are, is not enough for a toddler. I guess, I, I think it's on TikTok. There was this thing going around where it talked about how, you know, 1,300 calories is not enough for a toddler. And Vanessa was saying, it depends on your height. It depends on your weight. It depends on your body type. And so Jenny was just like, yeah, it's it's overall, it's just stupid to compare yourselves to other people because all of us are so different. So just do you. And, and you know, Vanessa talked about how, you know, this proves how disordered you know, you're not going to make kids measure rice. You're not going to make, 
Um, kids eat vegetables at every single meal. You know, um, you know, there's there's a negotiation that happens with children. And, you know, she, you know, her she tries to sneak in healthy foods for her kids. Um, but, you know, Jenny was just Jenny kind of kept going back and, and being very defensive about having an eating disorder. And she said just so many doctors and professionals think it's nuts to think like that. And, and, you know, I don't know, it's, it's like she was trying to, Jenny was, you could tell that she was very triggered by a comment that someone made to her saying that she had an eating disorder. The funny thing is that the longer this, this interview took place, you know, the more defensive Jenny was about not having an eating disorder kind of made it sound slightly disordered (laughs) as far as how she was talking about food and calories and weight loss. And, and look, overall that comes from a place where she felt like shit when she was 70 pounds heavier. Right. And, and I think that that's part of the reason why I'm really obsessed with it. I mean, I remember when I was at my heaviest, I did not feel good. I did not, I wasn't myself. And and so when when you have yo-yoed or when you have gained a, a good amount of weight for your body type, and, and I do believe in that, like that that general theme too throughout her her conversation here. Like we all have a different body type. And some of us are like the BMI is bullshit. Some of us are meant to be in a larger body, and some of us are more petite. And you know, people that are petite can gain a ton of weight, just like any of us can. Um, but, and so somebody like, like that, that knows that they normally do have a more petite frame and they, you know, choose to not move their body and they choose to eat really, really indulgent food and gain a a lot of weight over a short period of time. It's, it's, it's okay to know that your body actually is more comfortable and that being out of balance is, is, is where you're at now. And to get a little bit more balance in your life, your body will start to naturally go back to that place where it's meant to be, you know? And, and I actually do believe in that. Um, you know, that, that's part of kind of what the intuitive, uh, eating journey is, is that we all have a, a, a size that our body is typically comfortable at. And just a lot of us are fighting the, the, the prospect of being at that, that normal weight for us because we're all trying to fit into this societally approved body type or this, this unachievable body type that society has painted for us. So, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with, you know, is it what's taught, uh, you know, and, and, I, and that was something that I thought about through listening to this whole interview is, you know, how much, especially from generations like Jenny's generation and my generation and, you know, older than Jenny's generation, like the woman that called in that was 65, um, you know, how much of our desire to be at the weight that, that we know is comfortable for us, how much of that is just truth? Like this is the weight that we're comfortable at and how much of it is society telling us that that's where we should be. I do think that there's probably a little bit of both. Um, I think that it's hard for maybe us to differentiate between that that desire because it is so ingrained in our souls. 
just from being surrounded by it for so long. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely a topic I'll continue to explore on this podcast. Uh, and, you know, Jenny kept talking about these skinny registered dietitians that like tell you to eat chocolate and tell you to go eat ice cream. So I'm going to do a, a, a review of um, a registered dietitian that I follow who started this program, this weight loss program called F-Factor. And there was a lot of controversy surrounding this, this weight loss program because um, there was this fashion influencer named Emily Gellis who started posting about some health concerns people were having that had gone and done the, the F-Factor diet and had lost weight or had used some of their powders uh, and, and some of the challenges that they were having. And so uh, there was this war that happened between these, these two women and, and F-Factor was dragged through the media mud. And now there's this massive lawsuit between Tanya Zuckerbrot, who is the owner and registered dietitian of F-Factor, and um, this girl, Emily Gellis. And it's just, I can't, I, I, sometimes I just start Googling to try to find like, where's the case at? Like what, I, I just, I'm obsessed with this drama. And, and I, I do, I'll admit I like my drama. But this, this particular situation is fascinating. Um, I do use some of the F-Factor protein powders. Uh, and I have tried some of their recipes. So, um, so I, I might do that next week. I don't know. I, I, I think I might want to do a... I do want to try a few more of the F-Factor. Um, like they have the step one, which is their weight loss phase. I kind of want to eat... Even if I do it for like a day or two... I kind of want to bring that into my review. Uh, so I might take the time to do that. But either way, I am going to do more of these Jenny uh, Weight Wednesdays. It's She's hilarious. She's funny. She's, you know, she's the exact opposite of what's happening. She's like the antithesis of the, she, well, she is like, well, you know, right. There's this diet culture war right now. And she's, she's upholding the diet culture world. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I like, I like hearing different and very strong opinions, uh, because I have very strong opinions myself and I'm very open to other ideas and, and hearing other people's other ideas. So if, if anybody has any comments that they'd like me to share on the next podcast or, um, any ideas for upcoming podcasts, uh, please DM me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That means wherever you're listening, please scroll down and leave me some stars, type review, would love that. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.